Okie dokie, folks, and welcome back to Monday Night Shaw. This is Kyle Shaw, a.k.a. The Canadian Goose. You are listening to the podcast right here on the Backbreaker Media, Backbreaker Podcast. I, you know, um, the, the, the network's gone through a couple of changes recently. Uh, Backbreaker Podcasting uh, Network is what I'm going to call it. And if that's not right, then hopefully Mike can just record whatever it's actually called and insert Monday his voice Shaw? in there. It's not Monday Night Shaw? Yeah, it's called Monday Night Shaw. Why? Did I say that the, the name of the show was something else? Backbreaker Media? That oh, no, that's the where where Monday Night Shaw apperes. It, oh, okay. It's part of the Backbreaker. Uh, Same with um, uh, the Dad Bod Squad fellas have a podcast on here. Big Bad Boris has a podcast. Have you, been, have you listened to Big Bad Boris's podcast? No, but I used to work with him back in the old school pro wrestling days. It was so funny. He was known as number one. <laughs> His podcast is awesome. I really love it. Anyway, I guess I should introduce my my guest here today. Uh, it is, of course, uh, 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 feline warrior of the ring. Uh, <laughs> Steven Styles is tag team partner, uh, or or is Steven Styles your tag team partner? Um, anyway, team. it is uh, Kato. Of course, Kato, uh, you've been around for a very long time. You're a mainstay here in Alberta Wrestling. Um, how are you doing today, bud? I'm good. Goose, thanks for having me, you know. Oh. I, always, uh, I always want to do podcasts, but, you know, it's, uh, it's hard to get it started, you know? I, I'm right there with you. I actually did record uh, with um, uh, Mr. J, the wordsmith from Love Wrestling, uh, this morning, and we did a, a po whole podcast all just about doing promos. Nice. Yeah, it was a little... I love little, promos. I watch that thing. more than I watch matches, to be honest. Oh, no doubt, bro. Uh, let's just start with some, like, talk, like current wrestling talk. Like, uh, if you're looking for a good promo, like, are you watching, like, AEW or WWE? What's your, what's your go-to? To be honest with you? Yeah. I listen to uh, K100's podcast, and they always have... Uh, promo that was just killing it whether it was from the way in the past or current stuff there's a wrestler that just kills it okay and they just what do they just talk about that one promo the guy did and like do they like just a play deep dive on it no they just play it like as an intro and then as soon as like the promo's done they cut the music and they started to get on with the show but you oh, know, really? it gets you pretty pumped for wrestling no doubt okay yeah i got all-time favorite promos when the NWO came back to WWE, it was Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and Hulk Hogan. Yeah, that was amazing. That was like my favorite was the they came in into the Rock's locker room and he just made fun of them. <laughs> yeah, they took, they ate a lot of shit. They yeah. ate a lot of shit coming in. Diesel, turn, turn. <laughs> you can't deny that they're all of them are way over than a lot of the guys there. Oh yeah, I was so stoked when they came in and they yeah. had that NWO thing. I, I was like telling my buddies at school, I was like, oh, the NWO's coming to the WWE, it's gonna be incredible. Yeah, yeah, I thought, I mean, my heart stopped was the Bischoff coming over. I was like, whoa. Yeah. I was like a clash of worlds that I just couldn't comprehend. And then they hugged. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> Did you play the WWE like video games? You get They got the new uh, video game coming out next month and they have like an NWO special edition. Really? Yeah. If you buy the special edition with NWO, you get the uh, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Hollywood Hogan. That's cool. Uh, six. And you get uh, Eric Bischoff as like characters that you can play. Nice. And you get the NWO Arena from WCW. WCW. 
Uh, so, I'm pretty stoked for the video game. Do you play that stuff? Uh, I don't play the WWE games. The last one that, like, I still play to this day is WCW versus NWO Revenge. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, for the Nintendo 64. That is, like, one of the best wrestling games of all time. There's, there's no doubt about that. Like, I heard the same guys made No Mercy, but I never played No Mercy. Yeah. I heard the same thing, but... Well, No Mercy, yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. Just, like, came out a few years later, so they learned some things. And I, I think No Mercy is a, a drastic improvement upon WCW Revenge. But there's really? no WCW wrestlers in it, except for, you know, guys that left... WCW and became WWE guys in the meantime, like, you know, Guerrero and Benoit, Malenko, Perry Saturn. Well, it's crazy, like, when the uh, WWE acquired them, you'd think they'd have a huge talent pool roster because WCW had, like, at least 100 guys. At oh, least. Uh, yeah, yeah. WCW probably had more guys at that time than WWE did. Yeah. Just because they had, like, on the payroll, yeah. like, you know, it wasn't really a big deal. Which is nuts, because like now you think about it, like they've got a, they must have hundreds of wrestlers employed right now, even though they they like released almost a hundred guys last year, but like yeah, I mean that's the nature of the business. People upset that people get released. I mean, there's a reason why they got released. Yeah. Did you uh, have you been like uh, paying any attention? Like I think the next guy that was released recently is uh, uh, that's going to show up in the AEW. There is probably um, Jeff Hardy. Did you pay any attention to that whole situation? Well, uh, a little bit. Um, you know, I watched his last match recently, like a few of his matches up until his departure. It seemed like he was a little off. Okay. So I don't know, maybe that affected uh, his employment. Yeah, well, from what I heard, they, they released him and they kind of like made some loose implications or accusations that, you know, Jeff Hardy's got a bit of a history with uh, drug use and stuff, right? Yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you, when I saw him, like, get uh, pinned within a few minutes from with Sting and the TNA, I thought his career was over. Oh, Honestly. yeah, I yeah. Was, I thought he was done. For yeah, sure. no, I mean, I, I, I kind of, like, I don't, I have a pretty strong objection to going to the ring and wrestling messed up. That's not something I would ever do. Well, even on that professional level, you're like, okay, you're pretty messed up. Get yeah. out there. Yeah. Sting, like, do what you can with him. <laughs> you know? so wild. But, like, I mean, yeah. he just apparently, like, uh, I don't know. he was in WWE and he was in this match and he just up and got up and left or something. And then, yeah, like I say, they made some sort of loose accusations or implications that he maybe he had failed a drug test, and then it turned out he didn't fail the drug test, <laughs> and they tried to hire him back. Oh, did they? Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, no. <laughs> like, you guys ran my reputation through the mind. Why would I come back? And they were like, well, we'll put you in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> and he was like... They were like, we won't put Matt in, though. Just you. And oh, wow. like, no. Yeah, so, like, uh, but don't get me wrong. Like, apparently he got up and left during his final match, which, whether you're on drugs or not, is a pretty unprofessional thing to do. You can't just get up and leave during the middle of your match on the, you know, on a fucking episode of SmackDown, for all things, you know? It's been known to happen. I know Gail Kim did something like that in a rumble. She's like, all right, I'm out of this top rope. and get oh. the hell out of here. Yeah. Austin Aries, as soon as he did the J-O-B, got up, give everybody the finger, and just started walking to the back. I think yeah. it was the Johnny. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Or John Johnny Nitro or Johnny Mundo or John Morrison. Yeah, Aries and him they were wrestling and I thought that was the most unprofessional thing, just to get up and know you know Yeah act like that. Just get up and walk like straight up like he hit this crazy move. One, two, three, Austin Aries completely stops selling, just stands up and walks out like not even like oh like registered it at all or anything. It was it, it, I would not be uh, like if I wouldn't blame Johnny Nitro if he was upset about that, you know. Yeah, that's a I gotta kick the shit out of you moment, you know. Yeah, like it almost like yeah, like you you kind of think like you're like kind of lucky he didn't just run up behind you and glog you from behind and start beating the piss out of you. <laughs> like that's something I would expect somebody yeah, to do. You know, to be like. Honest with you. That movie that he does too, where he's, it's like a springboard, uh, like sit down, Starship uh, split legged, yeah, split legged yeah. corkscrew moon. So that's gotta be super hard to do. So then some guy just pretends like it doesn't hurt at all. Like, yeah, you, you, you could be pretty upset about that. I would be. Yeah. You know, we're trying to make each other look good here, right? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, so uh, what do you got coming up? This for, week? Yeah, well, for, for I mean, this is probably going to come out uh, on Monday, so, I mean, um, by then you will have uh, done this weekend's shows, but you, what do you got going on this weekend anyway? Well, in Calgary, I'm, uh, Matt Hart uh, made his day return last last Friday in Calgary, and I attacked him. So okay. we're going to mix it up Why this did week? you attack Matt Hart? Did he no-sell your finish and walk out of the arena? <laughs> That's exactly why I did. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I want to say it wasn't even really my decision. Yeah. Know? Did you? Yeah. I'm. I, I. Whether it's because you wanted to uh, to face Matt Hart or because that's what the office booked, and you're in a. Well, show as soon as they take knew, the booking, it's time to go. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, I got some more work coming down the line. All right. I'm gonna spice it up a little, you know. That it's gotta be something you're stoked for, though. Like I remember, I actually wrestled Matt once in uh, Radway, and I was super nervous the whole time, especially because like that was the first time I ever actually landed a moonsault on somebody. Oh yeah. And Matt insisted. He was like, "No, you need to land that on me." Yeah. And I was like, okay, because like I, I was, it's always been something where I was like, oh, it'll be in my arsenal, I can do it, and the guy can get out of the way, and you know, but yeah. Matt insisted, and I was like, oh boy, if I bugger this up and land all knees on his face or something, Bret Hart is going to think the Canadian goes is a huge asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I can see her, you actually want me to hit it? What? <laughs> I don't do that. Yeah. But yeah, he's. I've trained with him when he first started. I've watched what his career has done to him like periodically since the decade I've known through him, and now he's a different stage of his life. He's got a, his neck's not too good, so we'll see if he can hang with somebody who's been grinding in and out every weekend. Yeah, such yeah. as myself. That's you know. a, a good point for sure. And I mean, I've seen you in some pretty wild matches recently. Like last weekend, it was uh, you and. Uh, hold on, I'm just gonna open the door and let this little fella in because he's gonna sit there and whine if I don't. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you guys, be quiet. The other ones won't. 
Uh, won't make cool. noise. If, but this guy will sit out there and squeak until we let him in. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just uh, in case you're wondering what I'm talking about, we actually, for the first time since the uh, pandemic uh, began, I am sitting here alongside Cato in person, and we are recording the podcast, which is, is really cool. Um, and yes, my dogs did not like that I locked them out of the uh, room here. So, Kato, last weekend you you were in a uh, big match with, uh, um, of course, Steven, Steven Stiles, your tag partner against uh, Viking Lord Vince Austin and uh, Shotgun Sid Greed. And uh, Shotgun Sid is, is, is brand new, but you guys had like a hellacious match. There was tables and pile drivers and all kinds of crazy stuff going on. Yeah, as far as Sydney goes, I've known him since he was eight. Yeah, he's... Around the ring, you know. Uh, his father trained me, Tex Gaines. Shout out to Tex Gaines. Yeah. yeah. Tex Gaines is one of my favorite people in wrestling. I don't know, like, why, but, like, we when we did the Force uh, stuff, Tex Gaines is always, like, super supportive. Like, and then, of course, that extension to Sydney, Sydney, Sid Greed as well. Like, he's taught me a whole lot of, like, wrestling and stuff like that's one of the things I love about the Alberta wrestling scene is that it's like a big community I've learned how to do various things in wrestling from so many different people you know mm-hmm and that's the key you gotta keep trying new guys you know it's uh, there are some times when you guys get complacent and they'll want to wrestle the same guy <laughs> just because like it's easier for them they know their stuff or whatever but it doesn't help your career. Uh, yeah, no, I, I I can understand that too, because there's a certain level of comfort that comes with, you know, I show up and it's like, oh, you're going to wrestle against the Viking Rage, and it's like, okay, cool, solid, my, you know, 100th match against the Viking Rage. We're going to go out, we're going to have a lot of fun. It's not really a high, like, it's not a high pressure situation, you know? And then well, it's... Well, never like, is if you know the guy, right? Yeah, and then and then sometimes you have to wrestle somebody brand new, I've never wrestled them before, oh, or yeah. somebody that has a really great reputation, and you're like, oh, I don't want to, I, I don't want to, you know, I don't, the pressure is on here, and I want to perform, whole, you know? All the boys in the back said, this guy was going to kill me, I don't know. That <laughs> <laughs> kind of thing, right? Well, they'll, they'll play with you a bit. Like, oh my God, you're wrestling this guy? I don't know, watch out for this or that. Does that happen to you too? I thought that was something they just did to me. That's something they do to rookies. Okay. Just to test their nerve. Are they gonna, you know, are they gonna stick around after hearing that? Or are they gonna be like, okay, game for the challenge? Yeah. I'm... They're checking to see just how uh, how hungry you are. All the time. All the time. Last year when uh, uh, we were doing, like, there was some kind of a tournament going on and Squig told me he was going to make me wrestle uh, Jason the Terrible. Well, <laughs> <laughs> bro, that bro was wild. I went to his wedding. That was wild, too. Oh yeah? You went to Jason the Terrible's wedding? <laughs> yeah, I did. I went there with uh, Styles actually. I think it was like in 2016. I'm not 100% sure. Mm -hmm. But no, no. Jason Terrell's like a wild individual, too. Were you at the show, uh, the, um, the one we did at the, uh, like, some sort of sports complex with like a blow up dome roof? And I heard Jason Terrell went on a blood rage. Oh my god, yeah. I heard about that, and you know, a lot of follow came out of that, you know? I heard a bunch of wrestlers left because of that, you know? Yeah, some people uh, some people definitely did. Um, but, like, some of them ha are, are, are 
have come back or are coming back. Well, there's no place to go. And let's let's keep it real. Yeah, you know, it's pretty much like our RCW right now. You your other option in Alberta would be uh, you got Can Am and then uh, Lethbridge, and then you know MPW is still doing like one show a month. Yes, shout out to Monster Pro. Yeah. Massive. You uh, you actually did you start over at Monster Pro or is that like did you because I know you were you were a fixture there and you actually trained guys for a long time. Absolutely. Well, I I didn't start there though. I came in there when uh, there was this thing called the CNWA run by Vance Nevada. Okay, yeah. You remember those times? Um, and not specifically. I think I went to one of their shows in Red Deer. But like they were Stormbringer was on it. Yeah, yeah. I think I went to that one too actually. Anyways, what they were doing is they had a huge alliance with Lethbridge, uh, Calgary, a lot of the promotions uh, in Vancouver as well, like CCW, I know it was in it, CWE was in it for a while. Oh, okay. All-Star, like, there was all these so promotions. Like a sharing legit, like, yeah. Canadian version of the NWA or something. It was. CNWA, that's, that's exactly what it stands for. So, and did you so I'm like, yo, there's work coming this way. I don't really like what I'm doing right now, so I'm gonna come over to Monster Pro and maybe I can get on some shows. And what were you doing at the time that you were not enjoying, or did you just want to move past that? Mm, that was like at the my first run of RCW, and it just it became really stressful. I hate to say it, but I just didn't know how to handle how to deal with these certain wrestling situations that you'd find yourself in, like. Okay, how do I try to make it up the card or stuff like that, you know, or how do I try to accumulate more fans or how do I deal with these certain type of wrestlers, you know? Mm -hmm. It always seemed like it was more, the the squeeze wasn't worth the juice, is the okay. best way to put it. Like, I'm putting in a lot of effort, it doesn't seem like any returns were coming back. So I, I did give wrestling a break for uh, four months. Okay. I really figure out if this is what I'm doing or if this is just a hobby and then just couldn't stay away. After a while I just do, okay, I gotta return. Yeah, I think it Where am I gonna return? I need a place to train. Monster Pro Wrestling has a place to train. I better go there. They got a lot of work coming down. Makes sense. There's a bunch of new guys I wanna try them out. Solid. And so when you when you went to a Monster Pro, uh did did you approach them as as like hey I'd like to be a coach at your training center or <laughs> absolutely not I, I wasn't in coach mode then no uh, okay not at all. so they they eventually came to you and were like hey you're pretty good at this would you teach other people how to do it in, in a way yeah yeah like you know I would do all the drills of course and you know just kind of be in my own little world because like I never really paid attention to anybody else, how they do their stuff, because, you know, I just like to focus on what I like to do. Mm -hmm. But as soon as they said, uh, Kato, you're really, really good at this, I think uh, it was Phil LaFond that said that, actually. Oh, wow. Shout out to Phil. He's like, Kato, why don't you give us a hand uh, training these guys? You're really good. I was like, all right. Now I'm starting to pay attention to everybody else's stuff, and I'm putting my input into what they're doing. And, you know, they're really receptive to it, which is nice, because sometimes when you give people advice and they're like, eh, 
What does he know? <laughs> I don't thing. understand why anyone would be like that with you. I mean, I, I honestly, like, I've praised you on, on Monday Night Shaw's and other uh, podcasts many times just because of your style of training. Because, like, we've trained together and you've trained, you've shown me some stuff. And you're, you're always just so level-headed about it, you know? Like, I don't... I don't get in the ring with you and you're like, all right, lock up, headlock, shoot off, drop down, leapfrog. You just be like, all right, lock up, <laughs> headlock, shoot off, drop down, leapfrog. Yeah. Well, believe me, I was that like, before, like, starting off the heart's pounding, you're trying to remember stuff, and it's not going as quick or slow as you want it to, and, you know, you're kind of uh, in a nervous state, but after a while of getting thrown around, Realizing what kind of timing you do have to play with it becomes a lot easier. You can calm down, settle down. Yeah. What is what is like your best uh, piece of advice for any like young wrestlers? Like uh, as a trainer, like what's one of the the main things everybody should should think about? No. One thing I tell people is uh, always have something to sell, whether it be a picture, a shirt. Something. It's got to be something. Okay, so like me merchandise-wise, not like, oh, he just hit me and now I'm going to... Because everybody's happy brother. about the moves and yeah. stuff. But nobody wants to think about the business right off the bat. And like, okay, how do I make money out of this? Because yeah. a lot of the times in the beginning, you're just happy to be in the ring. Yeah. Clear, and survive. Mm-hmm, 100%. Like, uh, um, but yeah, you can get paid off of this, and that should be your focus, because this is a business. That's what we're here for. We're here to make money. Definitely the most lucrative nights of my career have always been nights where I've brought and sold and was kind of, like, no offense to anyone, but a little bit pushy about selling, like, hey, would you like to buy some merch? Like, to almost anybody that'll walk by, right? Yeah. And, and then, for myself, I'm... Outside of wrestling, I don't talk to strangers. You know, I don't try to sell myself to anybody. No. You know, I just mind my own business. But as soon as you're in the wrestling environment, it's a whole, it's a business mind frame you got to be in. You know, where there's another move to make always, and you got to, you can't just be comfortable and relax with what you got. You got to want more. Yeah. Yeah. All I the time. That's that's. I can I can see that. I mean, I, I, like I'm not trying to get too personal here, but I just like I feel like I've just come out of like the really like horrible depression, and now all I want to do is wrestle as much as I can. Yeah, it helps me. Like, like it's it helps like deal with what you got going on. You know, it kind of just centers you, if you will. Yeah, yeah. The madness centers you. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what it is, but I just like. Um, yeah, I was just feeling horribly d depressed, and then last week, I, hey, uh, come on, you're gonna have to go if you're not gonna be quiet, alright? She was adding to the, like, emotion right there. Yeah, he, he, he's, he, he, was, he knew I was sad, my dog knew I, I, I was depressed. Um, but like, like I say, like, I, uh, I, I had kind of put my... Because I, I sustained a bunch of injuries and stuff, so I, I had got, been going to training uh, a l less frequently. Never never did I just completely stop going, but I, I went less frequently. And then last Thursday, while I was there, you know, I just, I don't know, something just went off. And I was like, this is just so fun. I love being here. I love I love the people that are here with me. And, yeah, you know, like, you I mean, form some pretty strong bonds with, with the other uh your comrades in wrestling, you know, whether oh, yeah. they be 
arch rivals or, or tag team partners, you know? Was, yeah. There have been times when I've been like, not in the best moods, and I'll come to camp, and everybody greets you with a handshake and a smile and say, what's up, bro? Yeah. You know, that enough is enough alone to like, okay, I'm snapping out of this kind of like funk that I'm in. Now I'm ready, I'm feeling a little more feisty, feeling yeah. better, you I know? Mean, like people are encouraging you, like... Yeah. Wrestling is training is, is, is vigorous and, and you're taxing on a person. So like, and I'm hitting the ropes and you know, I, I've, uh, we're doing this like a hundred times and you know, I'm at like number 30 here. I'm starting to get real winded. But I got my buddies there going, come on, you can do it, you know, like, keep it up, you're doing good. And like, it's it's just such a, a, a uplifting, like, thing, you know? Yeah, I w growing up, I was not used to being, like, being cheered is a foreign concept to me. You oh, know? really? Were you, were you uh, primarily a heel when you were uh, coming up in wrestling? Just in life in general, like... like you were a heel in life? No, having a... Having people, like a group of people saying, yeah, you can do it, go for it, you know, we believe in you. Yeah. <clears throat> Did not hear that until I got into wrestling, so it kind of caught me off guard and it made it, I felt a little awkward at first. I'm like, oh, these people actually care that I'm being successful or something or doing something half decent? Okay, well, it gives me a chance to, or the strength to push on. Yeah. No. What do you consider like your measure for success in uh, wrestling these days? Like, is it you know, how much money you make? Is it how many championship belts you accumulate? How how long you get to be out in front of the crowd on 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 any given weekend? Like, personally, yeah. I feel like whoever makes the most money is the person that's most over. That's. I believe those things are are going to be. I mean, the the exact opposite of that is having okay. Let's say what's considered a five star match and getting paid very little for it. I mean, that to me doesn't compute. I'd rather have a shitty match and get paid a shitload of money for it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. No one wants to have a <laughs> shitty match. You know. Um, <laughs> unless unless you're just real sadistic and you're just ribbing the shit out of the audience, I guess. But <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. Some wrestlers, like, they'll play a little bit like that, you know, to amuse themselves, which is dangerous territory. If you're wrestling in that ring to amuse yourself, yeah, it's, it's not going to work out for you. You're going to end up doing something stupid, and it's going to get you out of the business. That's how I see it. Yeah, that... that yeah. It's, you can't be going, like, especially if you're, like, taking liberties with people, like, putting their safety at jeopardy just so you can look cool. Yeah. Like, that's, that's not something I appreciate. It's when, tolerated to a degree. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, of course, like, there's, there's always going to be a little bit of leeway and stuff, but, like, yeah, if you're out there and you're, and then you're causing problems and hurting the people and stuff, and that's, that's, especially if you're hurting people. Yeah. Like, oh well, you know, there is. I do believe in wrestling karma. If you do something that's out of pocket, out of line, it, the wrestling gods will pay you back. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I've, I've watched it. I watched wrestling universe gods check people's egos all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Is is it? Can you give us any like examples? Well, I don't want to be too specific because okay. I'm still yeah. in this game. <laughs> fair, fair enough. You don't want the karma to come by you. You got to eat, Tatum. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. 
Okay, for example, uh, two wrestlers get into it on Facebook. <laughs> They're commenting back and forth. You're this and that. You're this and that. Wrestling Universe gods will put them together in a match, which is the exact opposite thing they probably did not want to happen. Like, I've seen that. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I believe that if that was like the thing, I, it's probably the promoter saw the the back and forth going on and was like, oh, it'll be funny if I put these two make make them have this awkward situation. And yeah, like, that's when it comes full circle. All that shit you're talking to your this guy you're working with now. Good luck with that match. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I like. That's just one example of wrestling karma. Just. That's a weird situation too, because like, I don't know, I, I've kind of resigned to the fact that there's not much use in chirping people on Facebook as a wrestler. Like, Well, I, I, it's the young guys that do it, because they, they want to promote themselves, but they're not really going about it the right way. Yeah, I just, like, I don't see, like, Facebook doesn't seem like a good place to, like, further your angle when you're just, like, in the comment section. Like, I, I don't I don't think enough people see it to, to you know, the people in the crowd aren't going to be at the show watching your match and going, oh, he said that to him on Facebook, right? Like, it, maybe if, if, if they got, like, a lot of followers or something, but I, I don't know. I've always figured that if you, you're going to say some, talk some trash to somebody, you might as well turn your camera on and cut a promo yeah. rather than try to type it out and, and make the wrestling fans read it, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's the cutting a vignette slash promo. That's how we do it in pro wrestling. It isn't a comment section thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I I always figure that video is better than text when it comes to that sort of thing because you don't you don't get any context with the when you're just reading it. Yeah. Like so like there, if I wrote a paragraph like there's f five or six different ways you could read it. You know maybe you read it in an inflection and and maybe It'll that's taken the wrong way all the time. It's all like around, yeah, yeah, somebody could take it the wrong way and like. You meant it nicely, but they just read it in a snooty voice in their head, and then suddenly you're 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 healed to them, right? Like, well, the worst is when you didn't even really mean it, and then it turned into something that now you do mean. And it's, oh yeah, yeah, what do they call it? Working yourself into a shoot? It yeah. happens, you know. I have seen situations and heard of situations where like a guy will go off on another guy, and then privately message him and be like, "Hey, bro, I'm just working," you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean. It's, that's probably the most professional thing to do yeah. if you're working. I mean, I think I've even even made that mistake a while ago, and that's that's why I learned like not to, to chirp people on Facebook. It just doesn't seem productive. No, um, no, no, but no. like, yeah, there, I think there was one time where I, when I was really, really like new in wrestling, and I I, I was um, chirping back and forth with uh, the Black Cobra. Who's that? Uh, Katana. Oh, Katana. <laughs> Shout out to Katana. Yeah. <laughs> so we were just, uh, we were just, I was just chirping him online and stuff. And then I, like, I, I messaged him to be like, hey man, I'm just, uh, I'm just, <laughs> you know. I was working at Angle, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, uh, I didn't mean any of this. I'm just, it's just wrestling yeah. stuff or whatever. And the, the flip side of it, yeah. yeah, right, bro. When I see you, I'm going to see you. <laughs> you know that kind of thing like you said some shit about my kids and my fucking well, you know like I, stuff like that right I, I 
There's the, a certain line. Yeah, there, uh, there is know? definitely a line you don't want to cross. For sure. nobody knows the line. <laughs> Who knows what he went through and what triggers whatever wrestler, right? You don't know. Um, another big crazy match I saw you in recently uh, happened in Grand Prairie, and you wrestled uh, Kevy Chevy in a hardcore match, which was. <laughs> Impromptu. Early, like before that day, you were not scheduled to wrestle in a hardcore match against Kevin Chevy, were you? It, wasn't it changed so that it, it became you and him? Well, it's like what we were talking about earlier. They were telling this young guy, "Yo, this bro's gonna kill you, bro. You sure you want to go out there? He's gonna fucking murder you, bro." Is that what happened? That's what I heard. Oh wow, I didn't oh, know boy. that. And so, so his original opponent was like, yeah, yeah I can't, yeah, I'm sorry, I, I, yeah. I'm feeling sick, I can't make it. That's what I heard. Maybe it's not true or not true, but it goes back to what we were talking about earlier, that you can psychologically psych somebody out before yeah. well, you get the show. But you guys, like, you you guys went all over the building, brawling, like, you, one of, like, did he smash you with a Christmas tree? <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was a fat body drop on the bar. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, of course, uh, the, the big finish was you guys both toppled off the top of a scaffold onto a, a table in the ring, and it was a total, like... Uh, you know, botchamania. Uh, not not botchamania in the fact that you guys botched it, but like, yeah, in the, the sense of I am the table. The table did not break. It just bounced and landed on top of you two guys. And I was like, oh. Kind of did like a fucking moonsault on us. <laughs> yeah, this is the most dexterous table uh, uh, I've ever seen. Well, that's what happens when you just catch the edge. It just flips and... You know, you're catching the other end of that. Table doing moonsaults. It's like one of, uh, uh, I heard Ted Hart trained his cats how to do moonsaults. He did. Did he train you how to do a moonsault? Did, are did. you the first cat he trained how to moonsault? He did. I was like, I remember we went to BJ's gym, and he's like, can I show you how to do a moonsault? I'm like, I don't know, I really... I don't really do that stuff, you know? I've just been learning how to chain wrestle and, you know, doing the basics. But he said, no, no, get up there. It'll be all right. Mm -hmm. And he, what he did is he held, put his hand right where my lower back was. And he said, go. I went, and he would guide me through. Nice. Yeah, it was, uh, after that, I'm like, whoa, okay, that's not so bad. Yeah, Moon Shelter. Moonsault are this interesting like move to me. Like I, 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 it's probably the most devastating move I have in my arsenal. Uh, is a moonsault. And yeah, it can be devastating to yourself too because some guys, they don't flip right, and you're going on top of your head. I'm, I'm pretty sure that happened to a few guys that, that have tried it. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I have, I have seen that uh, happen. I heard that Lance Archer recently on AEW ate, ate, ate some, uh, like ate, like landed on his head on a moonsault a little while ago, and he, he actually just returned. So I'm happy he returned. But my cousin sent me the video, and I was like, I'm not watching a video of some guy wiping out on a moonsault because I do him like almost every two weeks here. You know, divine. I, I saw him try hop into the ring second rope. Do the moonsault did not work out for him. Cool. Shout out to Divine. Yeah, you know? awesome. Uh, John Divine is is really really talented. Absolutely, it's it's one of the the true vets around here. Mm -hmm. I mean, and they're not that many around here. No, he he. You know what? Uh, one of my favorite things about John Divine is he didn't have to take his time to talk to me at all. Cause like 
I'm one of the, like the lower card guys on the show, right? And I had this match. It was my 100th match, and it was in Calgary. It was against Stephen Crow, and it was the first time I was wrestling a guy like that had uh, less amount of matches than me, right? So, like, I'm not trying to sit here and say I'm more talented than Stephen Crow. That's ridiculous. But uh, I, I, I was. It was kind of on me to lead the match, right? And so, like, I was, I was really interested, and it turned out that Johnny Devine actually watched it, and then I found out he had watched it, and I was like, hey, would you mind, like, giving me some pointers on it? And, yeah, so he actually, he gave me some pointers and stuff, and, like, the fact that he did that for me, I, I was, I was really appreciative, and that's another thing I appreciate about you, is every time... Uh, I talk to you, I'm like, will you watch this match with me? And you're you're always down to watch it and, and give me, like, pointers on things I could do better just to, yeah. well, you know. It's more a, this is how I would have done it type situation. It's not like this is how you do it and this is the only way how you do it. It's always like, okay, well, if I was in that situation, I would have went it this way. <laughs> and it's either, huh, or huh. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, you can... Yeah, yeah. So like, I, I, I don't know. I think that having guys like Johnny Devine and even I put you in that category too. Um, you know, other people like uh, Michael Blaze, Heavy Metal, like all these guys that have a wealth of knowledge in Alberta. Yeah. Like, shout out to those guys. They're fucking killing it right now. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I think you're right up there with those guys. Oh, like, thanks. Yeah, hundred percent. I think you just you have just as much skill as 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 anyone I've ever been in the ring with, for sure. I think I tend to lean towards the bullshit. I appreciate that about you, because, like, it is very much like, a, uh, like, um, Michael Richard Blay is very much likes you to go out, lock up, and start wrestling right away, and, you know, but you, you're, you're, you're like the dude it. clapping, yeah. and, like, stopping, kind of promo, right, like, before you even lock up, and, yeah. you know, and I, I appreciate I appreciate that aspect of the business where like especially like on the independent level here like we're trying to get the people going and stuff well, that's, and I'm not saying that uh, Michael doesn't do that but he, like he, he doesn't get different but he way. does it he in leans towards completely the athletic different way side. yeah no, nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with that but I just lean a different way that's all yeah um you you spent some time uh, recently as one of the tag team champions uh, yes. Uh, you, With Styles. Yeah, how's that going? Good, good. I would like, just an off chance, it was like one of those multi-man situations. So me and Squig were on the same side and we just started doing some tag moves together and he was like, alright, maybe we got something here, kid. Oh, you want to tag? And I thought about it, I'm like, hmm. Styles doesn't have the best reputation as a, a pro wrestler. Yeah, no, I, 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 I was considering bringing that up, but I didn't want to bury it. Like, I'm not, and I'm not saying you're burying Squig, of, of no, course, no, no. But, like, he, he doesn't have the, the best reputation in wrestling, but, uh, I mean, I'll give it to him. He has, does, does have some very positive aspects of, of him. Like, I, I appreciate the fact that we get to wrestle every week, and that's because of him. Mm-hmm. But... I did feel like, as a tag team, okay, maybe I, I can up his game, for sure. Yeah, and I think you have. Like, you guys have come up with some crazy stuff. Oh, yeah, I love the chokeslam, backstabber. Yeah. I got the big kitty crunch. <laughs> it's, it's good, and the Russian leg sweep, neck breaker, uh, um, blockbuster that you've yeah. done. Like, was... just some really innovative stuff. Yeah, and just... You know, when you... The best way... 
I always found to like make tag team moves. I'll take whatever he likes to do and I'll take whatever I like to do and then I'll mix it up that way and then it, it just seems a little more organic since he does that anyway. Like the, there was one where I do a stunner top rope and he likes to do a clothesline, you know? I'm like, okay, let's just put that together. Yeah, okay, so you, you run up the rope and you do the crazy jumping stunner and then the guy like sells up and is just wobbly and then Squid comes over and clotheslines him. Like yeah, Hanson style. <laughs> you know, try to take his head off and stuff. But. Nice. I, I actually got to team up with him a few times recently too and I, I, I enjoyed it, you know? It was fun, you know? I was there. <laughs> yeah, you got, like you, uh, well, even at the you were there, yeah. But like the the one time when it was just me and Squig was oh, a little really? little weird, because um, me and Squig have a bit of a rivalry, right? Like it's, it, Canadian Goose and Squig been fighting each other since my first match. Yeah, and and so when we had to tag team in Grand Prairie at that same show, where oh Grand Prairie, right? Yeah, right. you you, uh, you wrestled Chevy Kevy. For my life, it's interesting, and I did I did notice when I watched the video back that there was a point where you know I was locked in the hold and I was trying to think it fire up and. Squig starts going, getting, trying to get the crowd chant, pluck the goose, pluck the goose. And I watched this at the videotape and I was like, what the hell, man? That's my tag partner cutting yeah. me out. Like, what? But then, you know, I got to come and uh, go and team with you, both you and uh, Squig and a six man in Radway against, uh, that was against uh, Viking Raid, uh, Vince Austin. Richter, yeah. Yeah, and Dean Richter. That was that was a good time. And then we did the uh, big eight-man tag that was uh, that actually happened on my birthday. And that was uh, you, me, Squig, Danny Evans, and we wrestled against um, Tony Machete, Vince Austin, Shotgun, Sid Greed, and a, a, a new fella named uh, Shaq something. I can't remember the full name, but his name. Is I Shaq, right? yeah, his he, I believe his his. Uh, his his wrestling name was Darius something, but oh, okay. like Shaq was his 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 yeah. shoot name, and I'm pretty sure it was labeled on the video that his name was Shaq. So um, yeah, he cool. But he, yeah, Shaq. he he was cool. Like and I I admire his gusto just showing up at the show and and whatnot because like. Well, we needed an extra body, and I, I even said, "Hey, man, like, are, are you here to wrestle?" And he's like, "Oh, uh, no, I just stopped ahead to to hang out, introduce myself, do some networking." I was like, "Did you bring your gear?" And he was like, "Yeah, of course," and he got booked. And what well, you're seeing, RCW now, we run two times every weekend. Mm -hmm. If not, and three. that's a that's a wrestler's dream, you know. And so you're seeing guys from other parts of the country that may be locked down, maybe in a different restriction situation. They're coming here now, and they're trying to stake a claim as well. So the competition is just a little more fierce for a spot because you got people from all over trying to get in now. Yeah, and I, if they look like a million bucks, act like a million bucks, you they might be taking somebody's spot. Yeah, no, I, I, I really enjoyed uh, wrestling with him and like I was completely like I didn't I wasn't familiar with him But I could kind of tell just by the way he looked because he was put together He had you know, he, he had a good look like he was a muscular dude. He had he had professionally made wrestling gear You know, yeah. so you kind of knew that he had a head on his shoulders and so well, you respect people to take it seriously. Yeah, well, you know if you guys are just treating it like a hobby, and it clearly shows. It's it's not the same type of approach 
to a match, you know? Yeah, I hear ya. But I, I, yeah, so we, we did that one, and that one was a whole lot of fun. At least, uh, I thought it was. Uh, other, other stuff, though, I think, I think we just mentioned that because RCW is running twice a week, I, I think we, we should, like, it bears mentioning, and, you know, maybe Squig would, would not like us to bring it up, but Can-Am Wrestling is also doing weekly shows right now. Uh, yeah, I don't know their schedule. No, have you not uh, talked to them at all about, like, you know, I, I maybe doing their show as well as our show? No, I think t twice a week is good enough for me. I'm not, like, anything more than that, yet. I think it's, for me anyway, Yeah, pushing it a little. Like, yeah. twice is good for me. But I, I do think it is good for the fans that they have so many options in Alberta right now. If you want to watch wrestling on the weekend, it's happening somewhere in Alberta. Yeah, it sure is. I mean, even throughout the whole like lockdown, like pandemic thing. Oh, you can only have fifty people. There's a show. Only a hundred people. So there's a show. You know, like nothing stopped. Yeah, yeah. It was wild. It was, and even when we was like, you, they were checking your temperatures, see if you're like, you're not sick. There was times yeah. where it was like, e, you were not, you were allowed even less than that, and we were doing the, where did you, I don't know if you were even part of that, we did empty arena shows. No, 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 I didn't do one of those, but I was, uh, I was there for a taping, anyway. Oh, okay, yeah. I thought that was, it was really interesting, but very challenging. Um, like, I, like, cause like, me and you were just talking earlier about how we both like to do like a lot of crowd work and stuff, Oh yeah. You know? like, that's the fun part to me. Yes. And then it's like empty arena match. Like if you start turning and trying to work the crowd that's not there, you kind of look foolish. You know what I mean? So it, it was. Oh yeah, it's a different style. You had to. You had to adapt to the whole situation. Well, right off the bat, you, you, it's, it's more of an athletic competition more than ever now because there's nobody there that you can uh, feed off of, if you will. Yeah. yeah. Which, which was it, it, like it was fun in its own right, but I, I always prefer. I would much rather wrestle in front of people than. Well, I did want to try like the fucking. Oh, that's okay. The, the cinematic stuff, you know, like when we when I first started seeing some compound shit, I'm like, okay, I don't know about this, but it, it slowly turned to me, you know. And you see, start seeing some Bray Wyatt fucking funhouse stuff. Is that what it was called? Uh, yeah, I think he had like the fun house or the swamp, uh, yeah. swamp match. Whatever you want to call There's it. There's the boneyard match with the Undertaker. Right, right. I, you know, I did want to explore that a little because I thought that was. Oh, my we're making movies at this point. My favorite one was the uh, the final deletion. Yes. With Matt Hardy and uh, Jeff Hardy, and Jeff Hardy had uh, like tribal tattoos well, mowed into, into his like lawn. <laughs> And you're like, what is going on? Yeah, I thought that was that was all some pretty uh, fun stuff. Well, did you have any like specific ideas in mind? Like, did you uh, write any scripts? Did you pitch anything to uh, Squig or? Well, I had a certain idea for like certain locations around Edmonton where it's like, okay, this would be a cool place to have a battle. Okay. You know, let's we'll start here and see where we end up. Is that what inspired some of your more recent, like, uh, you've had a few, like, uh, Bangkok street fights and stuff where music played throughout the entire match while you were wrestling, and it was like... Like, it was like music from, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle <laughs> video games and stuff. And it was, it was walled. I was like, whoa, whoa this is weird, because there's, like, 
like there was a crowd there and it was it, it like was that how what how did you come up with the idea for, to play the music was it your idea or was it something that was pushed upon you oh was my like you know when we're we're talking hardcore match that's what it was mm-hmm. I don't know why, but New Jack came to mind. And he's playing the natural void killers throughout this whole fucking thing, right? Yeah. The whole match, and I was like, okay, well, we'll give that a try. And got him mixed reactions, some good, some bad, but overall good, I think. Yeah. You didn't use the actual natural born killers music, though. No, no, it was, I think it was like generic Chinese music or something. <laughs> I think it was Street Fighter music, if I'm not mistaken. Like, oh, okay. Chinese uh, stage. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. I was uh, it was confusing to me, but I was because uh, I was like, why why aren't they turning off the music? What's going on here? You know, like it's indie wrestling, so a lot of times there is like issues. Maybe the sound the music, kind of right? Drunk, or so you can't press the button. It wouldn't like be the first guy, the first time that, that the <laughs> RCW sound guy has got, gone outside to smoke a joint or something. <laughs> it won't be the last either. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Um, uh, I brought up earlier too about uh, when I was talking about uh, Ted Hart when I mentioned him um, shout out to Ted Hart yeah um, he's my mentor for a year yeah he's kind of got a a, he's like we talked about uh, Squig's reputation Teddy kind of has a reputation going on right now too yeah he does I mean uh, I think it's more of a sexual nature now like is it? I think yeah. so. I, I, I mean, I, I hear he's in tro- trouble with that, that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is, so I'm, I can't comment on that, you know. No, and then, like, uh, I'm not, we're not trying to, like, bury people here or anything. Um, but no, no, I, Yeah. No, like, nothing like that. If you're, at the same time, if, if he's done some horrible stuff, he probably should, should, um, accost or account for that. But, uh, but he got you some pretty cool bookings. Oh yeah, absolutely. And there was there was one video I saw um, last year. Um, Hawk put it up on his uh, Facebook, and it was you and you were wrestling in New Jersey, and it was you and Hawk in like a six way match, and then the other uh, four wrestlers just happened to be like Adam Cole, I think uh, Selena Del Sol, um, or what's it, uh, Kalisto? Yeah, that's his, his wrestling. Manny, name shout out to Manny. And then, uh... And Adam Cole. Was it Brian XL? Was he one of <laughs> yeah, the Yeah, Brian XL was in there. And then there was one other fella. I don't remember who that was. See my on. Oh, yeah. And he's gone on to become, uh, Joaquin Phoenix in WWE right now. So, uh, like... He's what? What? His, yeah, he's one of the, uh, Legato El Fantasmo guys. What? Yeah, he's, he, he's, uh... Well, that's great. Yeah, he's with Raul Mendoza, their tag team. And then they, they team up with, uh... Uh, I can't, I can't remember. His, his, he used to be Phantasma or Phantasma, but, uh, yeah. No Phantasma? From Vancouver? You, is that who you're no, 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 okay. no. Uh, uh, I, I wish I, I wish I could come up with his name off the top of my head, but it's a three-man, like, Lucha Libre, uh, group almost in NXT. They're, they're, they're a pretty big deal, but, like, for you to be in a match against, uh, Adam Cole... Uh, Kalisto, who, like, all those guys went on to WWE, and Brian XL, like, he maybe didn't go to WWE, but he's he's a he's pretty famous uh, indie guy, for yeah. sure. Absolutely. Um, how, how did that all come about, and, and what was it like? Well, Ted was booked with these guys, naturally. And he's like, of course, 
wanted to come along. Didn't know if I was going to have anything, but, you know, I wanted to come along, check it out. And this show was huge, bro. There were so many stars there. Ten match card. Celebrities up and down the card. It was crazy. But, like, the day of the show, Ted's like, well, maybe I can get you and Hawks a dark match, you know, before the show. Maybe show them what you can do. I'm like, all right. Sure. Sure. I mean, as long as that, you know, I'm, I'm just grateful that I got a foot in the door. Yeah, for sure, man. Like... And then, so me and Hawks are like, okay, this is great. Let's do our best stuff. And, you know, like, getting pretty excited. A little nervous, clearly. Mm -hmm. And then, like, maybe, like, a couple hours. Yeah, they're going to put you in a match with all these guys. And I don't know these guys, to be honest with you. Like, yeah. Like, you know, it was I, before Adam Cole ever went to WWE or anything, right? Yeah, like, like, it was, and Ring of Honor, they don't really put their stuff out there, like, for free. Mm -hmm. Which is where I try to look for all my stuff. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then like the budget is tight as a young wrestler for sure. Yeah, so I, it didn't dawn on me till after the match who these guys were, and they were all really, really good. Okay, so did you were you put in the match like uh, earlier on in the evening? Like, did you have a chance to go in and talk to the guys about the match and what was going to happen and and that sort of stuff, or was it like just like because, like, I watched the video, and it kind of seems like, oh, we're also adding these two extra guys. <laughs> like, it was it was kind of weird, because, like, absolutely. you can tell that the ring announcer has no idea who the fuck you guys oh, yeah, are. Absolutely. I'm pretty sure he announces you as, like, Ted Hart's hitman. Yeah. And it was, like... Like, students or whatever, right? <laughs> so did, did you guys, like, was that the situation? Like, you just... The, the four guys were in the ring and you got sent out there to just jump in and try and make it work? Uh, no, I got a, I got a little time to figure out what they're all about. Okay. So, but, like, just the ring announcer wasn't on the ball or <laughs> wasn't aware that you... Like, sound guy wasn't on the ball or no music for me, no nothing. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, oh, and here's this guy. He's coming out. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, he's going down. And, then, you know, they were... It wasn't really a positive reception, I don't think, because they, they didn't know me from anybody. Yeah. Right? I was enough. just another wrestler. But that was one hell of a match, I will say. I mean, it blows my mind what these guys are are capable of. Yeah, I it's got to be. You see their careers take off, I'm like, wow. I, that was a very special moment in my life. Yeah, I, like I, it's something that I'm I'm kind of like baffled that I I just stumbled upon the video and was like, oh wow, this has happened. Like I didn't even know it happened. Like it's something like if it had happened to me, I'd be like telling everybody, hey, God, I got the Russell Adam Cole once, you know. Like, well, Ted always taught me a little secret. Uh, I guess I'll share it. You never want to put yourself over. You want the guy beside you putting yourself over because it seems more credible that way. Like I can tell you how great I am. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you hear from five other guys, yeah, that guy's fucking, he's a shit. Now, now it holds a little more weight. And I always thought, that's a, that's a good way to... I the word of mouth is a serious way to uh, up your stock. Definitely sure. a good point. I mean, it's probably not a good idea to go around bragging to people. Like, humility is pretty, pretty valuable asset in wrestling. Because I don't think it's something that everybody... Well, it's, it's equipped with. It's even weird to say, like, I know you don't know this, but I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, I, uh, 
a beat up Adam Cole. <laughs> are you, are you, you gonna tell me a win loss record next? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> How many championships you hold? Because have you have you has anything like that ever happened to you? Where you're talking to a guy and they, they just go off and try to tell you how great they are? That happened to me not in wrestling, but I was my my regular line of work. Uh, some band member was saying the same thing to me when I had to check him out the door. I don't have my ID, but I'm kind of a big deal, you know? <laughs> what? Yeah, I played here. Played, yeah, that's great, bro. But I gotta see that ID, bro. <laughs> you know, and that's why Axl Rose couldn't get into the building that night. <laughs> yeah, and that's why he walked on. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, I, I, I'm not that way to promote myself that way. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Serious. I think the closest I come is uh, when Squig brought in Jeff Jarrett and. He, he kind of just made fun of me for a long time, and then he he was like, "Don't you know how many times I was the WCW World Champion?" And I'm like, "No lap nuts." <laughs> yeah, 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 literally. And I was like, you "No, know, I'm sorry." <laughs> you know, he was five times. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he was. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a that's a crazy story, but like, like it is. Yeah, a, I wasn't there for it's that one. Cherished but... moment for me, yeah. like Jeff Jarrett spent a half hour making fun of me. <laughs> well, I was, that was a turning point in his career, you know. After that, he got yeah. better, and then now he's an agent or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I'm I'm really happy for him, like that he's he's gone on. Like I don't hold any ill will towards him. Like I say, I have a heck of a story. So oh, yeah. I mean, people in this industry people will fuck with you just to see how you deal with it have you had any other like uh brushes with uh mainstream like wrestlers like have you wrestled other other uh name wrestlers mm, let's see here well for a time my first run in rcw uh ted would constantly get guys to uh come down but I think the very last time was with me, Triple Threat, me, Kalisto, and Ted. Oh, that okay. was a wild match. Like in that, and and, and, oh, and like the Ted counts too. too. Like huh? you know, like Ted, Ted kind of counts now. Oh, like absolutely. he's a big, tough, big time, like well-known guy, right? Absolutely, absolutely. He's he is a name. Yeah, no doubt about that. You can't take that from. Him. Uh, do Do you have any? Uh, um, is there anyone particular that if you had the opportunity to wrestle you you'd really like to? Like is there anyone that's like a dream match for you? Yeah, yeah. There's a few that stand in my head. Right at the top of my list, like could possibly happen since he's actually active. Probably R V D. Oh, solid. Oh yeah, I'd love to take him on. Cause we could do like a whole fucking blood sport thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, where I'm fucking John Lee and he's fucking banned. Well, you know who he is. Yeah. You, know? you can play Street Fighter music throughout the entire match. <laughs> yeah, he's. I do think that that's a possibility. Like, um, I could put that out in the universe. You never know, I, right? I don't know if, even, like, if I'm even allowed to like say this, but like, um, there was a show 
happened a couple of years ago and Squig went out and said, oh, there's a big announcement about a former WWE and ECW champion that's going to be coming in to, to wrestle on a big show because we were going to be doing a big uh, show at one of the uh, the casinos there. Oh, yeah. And there was going to be like these big sponsors and I like... I approached him because like I heard all the hints he was giving off and I was like hey are you bringing in RVD and he was like yeah do you want to wrestle him <laughs> and I was like um uh well uh there's there maybe some other guys here that he might have a better match with but I'm not gonna say no you How know you say no like, that? like yeah um, yeah I guess I'll wrestle <laughs> if you really want me to jeez <laughs> like, um, it never actually ended up happening but I, I don't think it's uh, outside the realm of possibility and I do think that you would be like one of the top guys I, I'd want to see wrestle with him for sure oh yeah he's one of those guys that... I'd love to see like a, a four way with you Meta, Metal Chucky and uh, and RVD I think it'd be incredible I did enjoy dressing up like RVD. We'll say that. <laughs> there should be, because there should be a huge spot in that where all four of you guys do a coast to coast drop kick at the same time. What do they call that? The Van Terminator? Yeah. 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 That'd be awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's one hell of a move to do. Like, Have you done it before? I believe I've you could do it. I've seen. I've, I've seen done it once or twice. Yeah. But it's not something that sticks out of the, yeah, I gotta do that, but no. I have done it. Probably gets a good reaction, eh? Depends how much the trash can is, like, damaged, I imagine, or, you know? Okay, well, I mean, it's, it's, it's the sort of thing, like, if you did it once and it got, like, no reaction, you probably wouldn't do it again, because it, it likely is, is very difficult and, and, and probably hurts. Oh, yeah, you go straight down on your tailbone, you know? Like, and that's from a high, like... I don't know, maybe 10 feet. Yeah, and then you might even get, like, rug burn, you know? Yeah. Like, if you slide on your butt there at all. Yeah, I can't remember where i seen this, but, like, Matt Hardy's like, man, I I used to do a leg drop from the second row. Now I fucking hate it. And I was like, oh, because it seriously did damage to his tailbone, and he that's something he got over on, so you had, you know, yeah. you got to lean towards that, and... Now it kind of sucks to do, you know? I hear you. That's why I, a lot of respect to Jericho's new move, the Judas effect. Spinning back elbow. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> if it works, it works, yeah. right? Like, and like, if you build the move up and, and, you know, you get a bunch of wins with it, it becomes like a viable maneuver and it is weird though because like even like guys are throwing like super kicks left and right and it's like it's not even a finishing move anymore it's just kind of a that's how you start norm, a match normal strike <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. like oh i take a super kick stagger back to the ropes can whip me off drop down leapfrog hip dot like wait what <laughs> yeah but but it's just, know, that's how wrestling evolves i think you know yeah i'm not i'm not a super kick guy i know it's weird like I think the whole slap your leg thing, it, it says it works against you. People are checking for that now when they see you do it. Yeah. And they're trying to expose it. And it's easy to expose if they're looking for it, right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Rather, how do you do that? I'd rather have them. Is there any, is there any uh, moves that you, or, or is there anything that you feel like 
you would like to add to your arsenal? Like, is there anything like really cool that you you've been looking at recently and going, oh, I should start doing that? Because poison mist, I think that'd be sweet. Oh yeah, that'd be dope. <laughs> yeah, I've been using uh, powder recently, so that's been nice. That's kind of like the the first step to poison mist. That'd be, a, that'd be a great thing for you to bust out in your match against Matt Hart in Calgary. Just the poison mist. Yeah. But you, there's a secret to it that I don't know, because I don't know how to get that vapor like that. I really yeah, don't. Uh, I'm not. I've tried. It's like I've been spilling on a bunch of bile from your your gut or something, eh? Yeah, but when you see the great mood to do it, it's just it's perfect. Did you be perfect? You know? I, I I would be I would be very happy to see you start doing. It. I think that would be great. I it is kind of a weird thing though with like. That's an like there is a global do. pandemic going on. I'm not sure spitting in somebody's <laughs> face is really like. That just makes it more devastating. <laughs> the COVID mist. Exactly thought what I was thinking there. Like, oh, he got COVID. <laughs> that, yeah, that's what uh, the fellow from Can-Am, the virus, he should have started doing the uh, the mist. That would be good. You'd think. But, like, when it comes to moves, I, I think, like, it's the final move. You have a you have a chance to bring everybody in, perhaps chant it, call for it, whatever you got to do. And it, as far as that goes, the people's elbow is probably something I want to lean towards. Where you you have the crowd, and you have them for a long time before you even hit that move, and you know they're not going nowhere. Yeah, and it, it's a done deal, and that's that's what you want your finisher to be. The finisher, finisher. Well, I, that's interesting because then you have the other side of the coin, which is like, you the like, I mean, it's the philosophy I kind of subscribe to with my finishing move, the Sister Abigail, but also like Randy Orton with the RKO, he just hits it out of nowhere. It, it's it's over in an instant, you know. Yeah, yeah, I, I respect that too. I mean, you got to have one of those moves where you can just you can slip it in, and before they even knew what happened, and it's a done deal that way. I like that as well. I think the trick to uh, like the Orton thing is that he doesn't just, oh, sometimes he doesn't just nail it out of nowhere. He builds up to it and he snakes around on the ground. Yeah, and he, yeah exactly. And you see what, like, oh, it's coming, knows, right? right? Like, the anticipation builds and that's where you get the payoff. Yeah. Like the constant uh, climax. I I I I think that that's the, like one of the greatest things about wrestling is when you can build an anticipation for something and then either deliver on it or completely subvert it. You know? Yeah. I mean, it it's got to look like a struggle and uh, less like a dance. You know? Yeah. I mean, that there's a fine line, clearly, but it, when it doesn't look, when it just looks like somebody's just clearly thinking of the next move while they're just doing the A move. Mm -hmm. It's not interesting to watch to me. Um, what are you, uh, what, are, what, are, what are you most invested in, in in the current product? Like, what are you watching these days? What, what, what's lighting you your, your well, world on fire? I always keep in touch with uh, the current news. Yeah. More than anything, as far as, uh, far as storylines go, I, I hate to say it, but they're not really existing right now. It's more about the moves these days. Yeah. And that, that's a shame because it, I do feel like the old 
the story of building vignettes, attacking people off out of the ring, you know, kind of like building it up in such a way where you want like the promo packages when you'd see a match, amazing in WWE. Yeah. And you're like, okay, this is what like Booker T and Edge were fighting over a shampoo commercial. And I thought that was just brilliant because they would build up, no, I'm getting the commercial, you know? <laughs> and they're kind of undercutting each other until it finally culminates to something, right? Yeah. Whereas right now it's, it's okay, this guy is uh, in it. Everybody likes him, so let's put him with this guy. And I am, I am looking forward to a couple of the, uh, the big stories that have come out recently is that Cody Rhodes may be on his way back to WWE and then Stone Cold Steve Austin is going to wrestle at WrestleMania this year. I am appreciating uh, MJF's like, little memes about it where he's like putting glue on the chair that he broke down on the throne on the first show. <laughs> You see that one? No, I didn't, oh, but I would like to. I think MJF is fantastic. He's one of my favorite He's got like this gorilla glue. <laughs> just gluing the chair together. And the, what was that other one where I think Shawn Michaels and Triple H had him in like a Boston Crab slash fucking Camel Clutch gimmick? They had MJF? No, they had Cody Rhodes in that. Okay. Legit, like legit. Like that was not, must have been in an actual match. But I just thought... Like, I think the catch was good luck with uh, working with those guys again or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I mean, I do kind of like feel like maybe the WWE acts like they're gonna like bury Cody and then you know they swerve it some way because like I, I think it would get such a like so much heat if Cody Rhodes showed up as Stardust on his first appearance. Well, I have to believe Jordan negotiates. The negotiations. It's like no stardust ever, no dust, nothing. Really? Like, let's see. I don't know. Like, if I was him, like, I'm pretty being sure stardust what, looks like it would have been a lot of fun. I think that's what made him leave. To be honest with you. Yeah. Because if you notice, uh, Cody Rhodes, he always had like a eat freshen himself up, dashing Cody Rhodes. Then he had like this broken mask thing, and then mm -hmm. he was doing something else after that, but I can't remember. But he always kept himself like where you'd see him in a different perspective where you'd be interested in what he's doing next, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's great. So he didn't want to do the... I don't believe he wanted to do the Stardust forever, which is what they, they kind of had... Uh, yeah, they didn't have any for plans him. for him to not do that anymore. Yeah, you're just going to be with Goldust and do that. I mean, that's got to be a little like, well, I don't want to do that. Yeah. And it takes a lot of balls to say, I'm leaving. I, you know? Yeah, especially like... There's no AEW, there's no, it's all indies at a, not a high level. And like, where else are you going to make that kind of money in yeah, wrestling? Kind of, yeah. Like. But turns out he made a lot more yeah, money, you know? Good on him, and I hope that having just recently re-signed, that they, they, honestly, I do hope they let him do what he wants, and I don't, I don't want them to force him to do stuff he doesn't want, but I, I just think it would get a lot of heat, because everybody knows he never wanted to be Stardust, if he, he, they, it made him look like, oh, they're gonna make him do this, and then he was like, no, like, yeah, rebellious well, about it, you know? Well, it's a constant struggle, okay, you're coming to a new company, are they gonna repackage you, or are they gonna go with what got you over? Yeah. Is that gonna get you over here? I mean, those are all things that need to be considered. Yeah. Like sometimes I, I wonder with a lot of these, the wrestlers that have established themselves as uh, their own character, if they're going to go for 
like a, a completely different haul of their character, such as Carrying Cross. I mean, that was it's probably a, not the best move to put a helmet on him and you know totally yeah. contradict the kind of character he had going on. Yeah, it was it was weird. Sometimes like, it does work. He showed up on an episode of Raw once and wrestled Jeff Hardy and lost in like three minutes, and it was like. Wait, isn't this guy supposed to be the next big killer of the like uh, from NXT, like the next big killer indie dude that's just gonna come in and mow people down? And he just lost to Jeff Hardy, who's like, you know, like and I'm not trying to shit on Jeff Hardy. Like Jeff Hardy is fucking capable of being an awesome main eventer, but like we discussed earlier, there's some issues and stuff. And like at that time, you were like, oh, Jeff Hardy is like a like a undercard, mid card dude, and this guy just came in and got basically his ass handed to him, you know? It was, it was, it was a little um, weird. You know, I, so it could be, okay, let's check this guy's attitude. Does he have an ego? Well, we'll see. Yeah, I... Let's see I, how he takes losing to this guy. It is true, like, I guess, like, as as fans and stuff, we don't know the whole story. Yeah, like, you never really know. Yeah, I mean... You can speculate, you know? You probably do actually have friends in WWE where you can... I wouldn't say that. No? No. Oh, okay. Well, I, like, I've, I've, I've definitely, like, you can't call up your your buddy Adam Cole and be like, hey, what did Vince do about this situation with that? What's going on, bro? What's going <laughs> yeah, on, bro? Yeah. That, that's another thing about wrestling. Like, you can lose your mind trying to figure out what's going on with everybody else's career. And you really should just be focusing on your path to success, you know? And your path to success isn't going to involve as much people, so it's easy to manage. Yeah, yeah. And um, keep your head straight. Some it's easy to get lost in the chaos, you know. A hundred percent. I just uh, I think we've probably gone to yeah we're we're almost a uh, hour twenty minutes now, so I think we are gonna uh, call it a day on the podcast here. But I do want to thank you, buddy, for uh, coming on. Is there anything else you wanted to cover before we? Uh, Oh, yes, I'd like you to check out Jacques Rougeau's, uh, he's starting a promotion, if I'm not mistaken, it's called, uh... <sighs> oh, I think I saw something about this yeah, online. Yeah, And it's, it's like a reality show for wrestlers that, that want to get, like, a spotlight or something? Yeah, it's got a French name. It's not Lute, or... Did you have a Wrestling chance? Academy 2022. Wrestling Academy 2022. Uh, that's the, like the French version. I don't even know how you pronounce that. Lute? Okay. Uh, yeah, there's Lute Academy. Yeah. I, uh, uh, but I, I imagine like one of the biggest uh, obstacles for you will be the, the language barrier if they're speaking French over there, eh? Do you speak a lot of French? <laughs> no, I, I actually got kicked out of my French class and I never came back. Oh, okay. That was like two classes there. But you survived uh, training in Mexico, right? I did. Like you've you've been all over North America. Have you have you wrestled uh, in in like uh, Britain or Japan or any anywhere like that? No, just um, just in the Jersey and Mexico, just North America, I should say. You know, mm. was Mexico difficult? Was it like a Spanish uh, speaking? Because it's a Spanish speaking country. Is there English speaking folks there too, or was it just? You know, because, like, you weren't there by yourself. There were some other Canadian wrestlers on that Mexican yes. uh, circuit with you, right? Oh, yeah. I got to meet a lot of the cruiserweights from WCW. It was so sweet. Ruined with psychosis. Shout out to Nicho. 
<laughs> nice, nice. So, yeah, yeah, like thank school. you for uh, listening regularly to Monday Night Shaw Psychosis. Uh, I really appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I got to know him well, and he helped me out. Like, clearly spoke English, and uh, you know, he kind of helped me uh, figure some things out. Along as everybody there, Conan, Silver King, Pat, Fabi Apache. I think his name. The Apache guy, he's passed away now, rest in peace, but he was a great teacher as well. Chessman, I mean, I could go on with all the names, but... So the language barrier wasn't really that, that much of a barrier for you? Not really, not when you're going there to fucking throw people around, you know, you're not talking too much anyway. What, what, what was the, uh, like, I mean, I know we've, uh, I said we were going to wrap this up, <laughs> but I just, like, what is what was the biggest challenge about wrestle, wrestling in Mexico and training in Mexico? This is how they train you. They'll line you up. First two season guys, you do what they do. As soon as they're done their thing, the next two guys go. And if you weren't paying attention, or you can't, you screwed something up, back of the line. It could be the first move you screwed up, back of the line. Okay. And I thought, okay, this is fucking serious, because they're not, they're not giving you time to learn. You better fucking start picking it up. So is it, is, is it like the, the drill is designed to just like two guys go in and they run a spot and then you go in and you have to run the same spot? Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, it's, these are yeah. very athletic spots with a lot of moves put in. And if you just miss one thing, then back of the line. And then if you, if you, do, if you don't miss anything, do you like graduate and get to go have a, a drink of water? Or? They'll clap for you. Oh, okay. I mean, they'll, they'll encourage you since you were you did good. Yeah. And even, like, I, I mean, I would assume probably a few people do end up going to the back of the line. Oh, yeah, I went to the back of the line lots. Yeah. Like, that's just how you get better is by making mistakes and, and, and whatnot. And I imagine that... Well, if you make too many, they're like, okay, well, it's just... Boy. Maybe this isn't for you. <laughs> yeah, and obviously, if you, yeah, if you look, like... You know, total total dog shit, or or if you're hurting people, that's gonna be an issue. But like, yeah, yeah. Quick tip out there: if they call suplex in uh, Mexico, it's actually an arm drag. Oh, what? <laughs> really? Yeah. I did not know that, and it's probably the other other way, like the other uh, side of your body, right? Like, I, I'm not trying to kill the magic, but generally in in uh, Canada, U.S., we we always work on the left arm of our opponent and then in Mexico it's kind of reversed and everybody works on the right arm. Yeah, and it's, you know, I've seen like a lot of situations where guys will go into like a new place or a new territory and like, well, okay, well I do it this way, so I'm gonna do it this way and everybody's in the camp like, well, if you do it that way, do that way somewhere else because we all do it this way here, you yeah. know? But we're, this is what we're teaching and yeah. then you, if you want to come here yeah, and you learn came with here, us, yeah, then you, came you here should to learn, not yeah. tell us how you do shit. Yeah, like <laughs> when we come up to Canada, you can show us how to throw the left arm uh, arm drag. Yeah, and then and even and then, it's like what I wonder what the like if, how do you call a suplex in in Mexico? Because like if you call a suplex, the guy's expecting you to arm drag him. Like probably, I'm guessing you would just shoot it in. <laughs> I don't know if you notice in Mexico, they don't bump. 
Yeah, it's, yeah. I think there's they they have like a different style of ring. That's it's a little. It's got a lot less give. It's much more dangerous to oh, to yeah. take flat back bumps. Absolutely. That's why they don't do it there. Shoulder rolls. It's all shoulder rolls. Arm drags. Until like there's the done deal stuff, then you'll start seeing it. But you're not seeing people get bumped around in that ring a lot. So it's you not. probably, if you did, if you did suplex a guy, you might be like, the guy might like, hey, what the fuck, you know? That's what I did. <laughs> he called suplex. I gave him a suplex. Guy got straight back up, lift me on my back. Fucking soccer ball kicked my back, full force. Oh, and I was like, yo, what the fuck? You called suplex, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Doing the arm drag motion. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, that was a tough lesson. I did that hear, was a tough I, pill I, to swallow. I think I heard that suplex are called brain buster in uh, Japan. Like, if a guy calls a brain buster to you in Japan, it means he's going to give you a suplex. So, I don't know, like, when you look at a brain buster, they're not lifting you over. They're dropping you straight down, you know? So, that's... That's a different move to me. I mean, that's yeah, that's what that's what I would expect too. I, I just I, I watch these uh, videos online as um, Mike Quackenbush uh, till we make it, and he just talks about various ways to help like young wrestlers learn things and stuff. And one of the videos he covers was how to wrestle in Mexico and Japan and stuff. And he was talking about how yeah. these very moves have different names and stuff. Yeah, I listened to a few of it. It's very insightful. I'd definitely encourage any rookie out there to start uh, listening to what he's got to say because you make some very good points. Yeah, I, I I am very big fan of his videos and I try to watch them them whenever they come out because the knowledge is just really great, you know? Same with uh, like uh, Bob Johnson. He has like a, a The Wrestle Life that's uh, I don't really designed know. to uh, to he's got like a whole program. It's like an online uh, program, and it's got things on there about how to travel and how to how to produce merchandise and how to make money in in wrestling different various ways and stuff. Yeah, it's all all like you can go and sign up and stuff. I actually had Bob Johnson on the podcast once. He's probably the most famous wrestler I've ever had on here. And, um, yeah, his, his, his stuff is good, too. But, like, there's some pretty good resources on online for, you know, just tips on helping you wrestle. Like, I wouldn't, I would not recommend anyone go online, watch all these videos, and then show up at a show and be like, hey, I'm ready to work. You know, that's not a good idea. Like, go get actual wrestling training. Um, but, but <laughs> still, like, the, the videos do have a wealth of knowledge, you know? Yes, yes, they do, and they're more for the guys that are seasoned, that are like, okay, I've been through the paces, what's the next step? Okay, this advice is going to serve me, rather than somebody who's fresh, super fresh, they're not really going to get the concept of that, because they really haven't made it to that level. Yeah, so, like, I'm, there's definitely there's so many, there's stuff that goes over my head, for sure. Um, I, I like like I say with the the the, the quacker bush. I recommend his videos. I mean, I know that he had some. There was you know some allegations levied against him and stuff. But I wasn't I wasn't there. I I, I don't know. I I I have a hard time judging people for for stuff like that. You know, and I like unless it's like really egregious. You weren't there. Yeah. I don't really know. Yeah. Um, maybe it did. Maybe it didn't. I, don't know. I mean, if he can teach me about wrestling, then I'll, I'll listen to what he has to say. You know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like a 
I don't need to take love life advice from the guy, but I, I'd, I'd happily sit there and listen to him talk about wrestling because he's been wrestling for 30 years and he knows what he's talking about, you know? Yeah. Alrighty. Anyway, uh, Kato, is there anything, any uh, thing you want to just say right before we go? Uh, follow me on Instagram, Kato the Luchador. I appreciate it if you followed me. I'm trying to get my name out there. Always looking for bookings, you know, I'm trying to get out there. Yep, um, and then check out the uh, the Lute Academy there, uh, the Jacques Rougeau thing. Jacques Rougeau, um, we just recently had PCO in. Were they were they like a, a tag team in WWE? Was that? Yeah, they're actually even brothers. To be honest with you, Jacques Rougeau and, and PCO are brothers. Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. Oh, what? Wow. <laughs> like I figured they were like I thought that they were the Quebecers, but I wasn't sure if that was just there. I know there was wasn't there another uh, Rougeau fella as well. Raymond Rougeau and Jacques Rougeau. That could be PCO for all I know. Oh, okay. Because PCO, I think, is Pierre Carl Carlette. But but he he did, he, he was uh, at the show recently. Did you talk to him? Yeah, I drove him to the airport. Oh yeah, how yeah. was he cool? Yeah, he's you know he, one thing that really uh, amazed me is his uh, his drive. Yeah, he still feel at his age, and for all he's done. He's still in the mindset. I've got a lot to do still, and I'm fucking getting it. He's killing it, man. Like you, he, I've seen him do like some crazy, like Canadian destroyers on the on an apron and stuff. It's like this is nuts. Like if he had done that stuff back in WWE in like 1994, he'd be, he'd be the most famous wrestler of all time right now. Uh, like power drivers in general, I don't even. I don't like. No, no. I, I, I. You're playing with somebody's life a little too much for my liking. I, I don't. I don't play with. Uh, I don't. I don't do pile drivers either. But I. I I've taken quite a few of them. <laughs> Just the irony of that all. Here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm. Almost every time I wrestle with Vince Austin, I yeah. take a pile driver. Yeah. yeah. But uh, anyway. This has been uh, Monday Night Show, uh, kind of a, 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 a like a low-key, chilled-out edition. Uh, I want to thank everyone for joining me, uh, especially Cato uh, here. Um, Thanks for having me, Goose. Yeah, 100%. And if you do, like I say, if you do have the opportunity to get out and see Cato wrestle live, I highly, highly recommend that. Uh, so whether whether that's this coming uh, weekend, if, if there's going to be a rematch again, like I'm pretty sure this is going to this is going to air after your match with Matt Hart. But maybe you guys will go down and do another rematch or, or something. And uh, I. I if you get the opportunity to come see that, check it out. Cause I'm I'm super stoked for your match with Matt Hart. I I, I hope I get to I hope Squig asked me to wrestle in Calgary so I can come watch that. Cause well, you know what you got you just show up with your gear. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> I'm here, Squig. Made the three hour drive. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. Okay, thank you very much, buddy, and uh, I, I will hopefully we'll get some more uh, uh, action with you. Uh, uh, this is a Monday Night Shop.